0: self is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on the journey to find oneself our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures self-knowledge with your host daniel Pawinski and eduardo manteca this is the know thyself podcast all right well then uh hello Hello again, and welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I am Eduardo, here with Daniel. Hello. And uh, yet another episode. I'm very happy to um, be in this seat in front of you. Always happy to Take see this you. away, you know, with a new uh, lesson. And actually, this lesson will be an introduction. And it'll be an introduction, a major introduction of a topic that we've been bringing up um, back and forth with the episodes, but... Or throughout the episodes, I should say. But today, finally, we get to introduce alchemy. And I'm very excited because there's so much to cover within alchemy. So the next few episodes that are going to come after will bring up a lot of uh, more specific um, details we may not mention today. But today we'll definitely at least cover an introduction to alchemy, You know, its origin, um, its, its stages, its seven stages that you may be familiar with. And overall, just what spiritual alchemy really is, and um, how to create that warmth in the world or in our environment. As um, a lecture from Manly P. Hall that I totally recommend people listening to uh, brings up in regards to alchemy and its true meaning. But uh, I don't want to give away too much. Like I said, to cover a lot. So let's start with the introduction to alchemy, its origin, its um, its beginnings.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And so. Great introduction because alchemy is one of the most misunderstood subjects. You know, even in astrology, which is misunderstood, people still see it as a connection to the constellations, right? Um, And now they don't actually know how this property actually works and they don't really know how these principles manifest in our reality. So there's this, there's still this like ignorance to that science. But alchemy is one that people really don't even understand really unless you're actually diving into this principle what it actually is because it was so allegorical right right? so and that's what we're going to see and one of the things that um uh ancient alchemists would always say is woe to the gold makers and they're really talking about the physical gold makers because alchemy is more a process of illumination and inner liberation Rather than the manifestation of physical gold, right, right, and but we're going to see through this process that what alchemy really is, and alchemy is—it's just—it's such a huge topic to kind of get into because all sciences owe their allegiance to alchemy. Okay, uh, so if alchemy was like talking to the sciences, it would be like, "I am your father." Yeah, that really, psych- what it is?
0: Yeah, like psychology as well, many branches of yeah. Yeah. Of, of philosophy and the understanding of of just us as people or our origins, right? Well, yeah, they, they lie within alchemy. Well, I mean, and then chemistry,
1: right? Physics with the observer effect. Um, you know, um, I you like you said psychology, which is such an important one. Any kind of mental exercise. Um, and then there was uh, another one that I was going to bring up, and it just like totally slipped my mind. But yeah, all sciences own their allegiance to alchemy, and alchemy right. is really going to be. When we kind of break it down, this universal thread that's going to kind of connect all sciences together. And it's really important for Western civilization in itself. Like, this is what gave the birth of the Renaissance. It's right. when it's when they went, the Crusades went into um, the Islamic countries when they were having that war with them, and that they were retaught alchemy because that was lost during the Dark Ages. And this is what spurred the entire Renaissance in the Western civilization, Right, so this is we're going to see alchemy in art. We're going to see it in literature, literature, um, really every kind of aspect of um, entertainment and communication. We're going to see these aspects of alchemy. Right, so alchemy really is this. It's this whole philosophy and instrument, um, ultimately concerned with transformation and change. And that's what I was going to bring up. Alchemists were the first individuals to study evolution. They thought about evolution since day 1. Everything comes from right. this first matter and it goes through this process of manifestation to reach its perfection. So alchemists again have been always gawked at and misunderstood but what we're seeing today with modern science is modern science is actually catching up to what the alchemists were proclaiming 12,000 years ago.
0: Right, right? You know, yeah, and we're going to mean s- like with with mater- like manifesting material. Exactly. Yeah. Like
1: I mean, it, the, even this this speaking of being able to manifest with your mind, that's because alchemists always talked about consciousness being a penetrative driving force in the universe. And it actually was a force. It wasn't just this synthetic experience that's happening in between our ears. It's actually a force that's shooting through and it's aligned with the universal consciousness, which is that one thought, that one mind, which everything is kind of evolved
0: from. Yeah. It's the, uh, well, the pursuit of the, of, of natural law. What we talk about was principles. It's actually understanding what that law or not the pursuit of it, but understanding what those what those principles that we have actually mentioned on the podcast before really um, are all about and where they stem from or where they come from and having a better understanding of that, you know? Right. And this is this is the science of these natural law principles.
1: So everything right. that we've kind of spoke about, now what we're going to do is we're going to put them into this literally laboratory science that can be tested. And where alchemy gets misunderstood too, again, is most people perceive that, especially in the masses, perceived it in this idea of creating gold, right? In this idea of like physically creating right. gold.
0: And it's the idea of the advancement of the spirit. And that's really what it was. Yeah. It was an Esoterically allegory, speaking.
1: Esoterically. And that's really what we're going to be concerned with. We are not so much concerned with the material gold. We are going to be more concerned with that esoteric gold, right. that internal gold, changing that lead of our personalities, changing the lead into our mind, taking it through this seven-stage process to come to gold, which is what we're trying to accomplish, right? right? Um, And that's really what this whole spirit, it's a spiritual art, it's a divine science, um, and this is going to be a perennial thing. This is going to be something that we don't just see in Western Europe, we're going to see it in the Islamic countries, in the Middle East, we're going to see it also in China. And so the questions of where this information came from is one of the most highly contested topics, because... We did not have connection with China at this time. This was prior to Marco Polo. How did we have the same philosophy? And that's really where you're going to kind of get deep into this understanding of, well, maybe this is an internal philosophy. Maybe this Emerald Tablet is actually an internal understanding of us. And maybe what we're tapping into is a universal philosophy that right. goes w- between all planets, between the cosmos, right? Um, as above, so below. And that's going right. to be something that we really kind of target. So, you know, really all that information, this, all this language that we've kind of formed together and got that common language through the first 30 episodes has led us up to this point so we can start introducing alchemy. Absolutely. Because this is the spiritual science we really want to kind of delve into. This is the most misunderstood spiritual science. And it really is... I mean I don't want to say it's the most important cuz astrology is so important and the kabbalah is so important but it is that missing piece in western mysticism that you kind of have to accomplish and again even if you are an eastern mystic alchemy was practiced in India alchemy
0: was oh, yeah. practiced China, in China with Taoism was practices as, as yeah with music exactly
1: music and that's going to be where we're going to see Pythagoras use alchemy right Right? you know so it's going to be everywhere you know the most famous alchemist of our um of like what you would kind of say modern science was Isaac Newton, like Isaac Newton on his deathbed. They were like talking to him about like all of his accomplishments. And he was just like, shut up at the yeah. end of the day. Like I was an alchemist and that's right. all. And that's what I want to be remembered for. Um, and this really is a powerful, powerful um, aspect. And this illusion and people like, Oh, well, was it just a facade that there's people in their laboratories that were trying to make gold? No, this is totally going to be something that was happening. Okay. You called them puffers. So you called those people puffers because they would be doing these weird, crazy things and they would be trying to make physical gold. Where what we're going to see with alchemy and which is unique with alchemy is alchemy is even going to, again, it is so far before its time because the alchemists knew In order to make physical gold, you had to be physical gold already, and you had to be pure. You couldn't, nobody could watch you do this process because now their consciousness is getting involved. So you're in this process, in this whole experimentation, when they actually do these physical experiments is they're actually projecting their consciousness into be one with the material that they're trying to transform, right? Right. And so this is what's going to get a lot of alchemists in trouble because there is a theory that, you know... Oh, there is actually kind of evidence that some of these people were making gold. Like some of these alchemists, like just started these crazy charities, and like Francis Bacon was funding a lot of things. And Francis Bacon is kind of like one of these supreme alchemists. This is actually, um, to a lot of people's belief, this is actually who wrote Shakespeare's work. Right. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of people feel like Shakespeare was more of a pen name or a person who he put this information through. And we see this today with, um, movies and stuff like that like some directors are getting directed on how to direct a movie some musicians especially it's like common knowledge today like taylor swift doesn't write any of her own songs who's writing those songs and when you start really start breaking down these songs you're like i don't think this like 19 year old girl who's like boy crazy wrote this like this is a deep song that they're writing about here there's something there's something here So we've seen this a lot, secret societies, illuminated individuals using um, outlets to kind of get information out. And a lot of people, and again, it's, it's up to you what you want to kind of believe, believe that Shakespeare was more of a pen name. Because people that knew Shakespeare, like all the records we have of Shakespeare, is like the people that knew him were like, he knew very little Latin and very little ancient Greek. But like the Tempest... That is the alchemical process. Macbeth is an alchemical story.
0: Macbeth is an alchemical story, and and to understand that from a perspective of writing it as, like, the transmutation of the person, you know, like, what it really is evolving into, what's happening, the symbolism behind these plays, it is very deep. Right, right you know, within a psychological understanding. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're, we'll get into that, because Francis Bacon is a fascinating individual. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if Shakespeare was real or not. Like, if you want to be like, oh, that's crazy, I don't want to hear about that, that's fine. All that we really want to care about is somebody at this time was introducing these ideas into consciousness for the expansion of consciousness. And we're right. going to see that. That's That's kind of part of this evolution is— these well-known individuals and these enlightened individuals use these outlets to push out this information, to expand consciousness. Like we're going to see that with Dante, with Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. Um, When he wrote that book, after he wrote that book, that introduced into consciousness the idea of love at first sight. Like, that was loving, like, marrying somebody for love at that time in human consciousness. It it happened prior in human consciousness, but at that stage in human consciousness, because it's like a wheel, people never really thought of the idea of, like, loving at first sight. And what that does is it introduces these ideas into consciousness. So, again, we see amazing aspects of this, like— Um, Shakespeare introducing these ideas that are going to expand consciousness. And then we're going to see how the counterpart of that is like when social engineers have their like halftime show and they just kind of introduce like farts into your consciousness. Right. So there's going to be that pillar of both, right. That combination of both. So, you know, if they can do it, they can also take it. And that's going to be something that we really want to be aware of. So, Really, it doesn't matter whether, um, what your stance on Shakespeare is. Manly P. Hall was the really big individual, yeah. who kind of thought that Francis Bacon was the pen name. But either way, Francis Bacon had such a huge influence on the world. So we'll kind of look into him because he was a very, um, popular alchemist as well. But kind of went off on a tangent there, but kind that's of okay. Coming yeah. back to round to it, right? So again, alchemy is all about this advancement of the inner life, right? right? And using conscious and the idea that. Two, for something to be real, it has to manifest on all realms, the spiritual, the mental, and the physical, right. okay? And that's where these these alchemists, these puffers in their laboratories are not going to be able to be successful to make this gold because they're not purifying their mind and they're not purifying right. their soul. And even modern day alchemists today yeah. now, are who are trying to do this process are overlooking that aspect of you have to be pure consciousness to create this pure because yeah. all you're doing is that lead is just carbon right which is the base matter again we're catching up to this is that first matter that they were talking about science is now catching up to alchemy because yep. we've broken down carbon as this like first matter kind of thing in modern material science
0: yes yeah, uh the before the cooking
1: yeah exactly and so This evolution is going to happen. Eventually that lead is going to turn to gold. What your process is, is you are speeding up that process of perfection. Like consciousness will reach perfection. Like we say, you know, I always talk about, it might not be in this round. Like we might have to go through a reset and go back to the furnace and go back to that calcination. Um, But at some point in time, consciousness will reach perfection everything in nature strives for perfection so what the alchemist is doing is just speeding up that process of perfection getting it to that spiritual gold getting it to that final step yep. um, and that's really what we're going to be kind of focused on and so when alchemists started having these ideas and they started speaking this allegorical text of changing lead to gold they got in trouble because a lot of rulers at that time were rounding up
0: these alchemists. Right. Thinking they, they can make them gold.
1: They can make them gold. And the alchemist would be like, it's impossible because they wanted to watch the process. And then they'd be like, okay, well, then just do it in the basement um, or do it in the dungeon. He's like, I can't do that. Like The universe is going to pick up on all the consciousness that's around here, and it's going to know my intention is not for um, the betterment of consciousness. It's going to be for a material aim. Right. I'm not going to be able to produce gold. And a lot of alchemists got burnt on the stake. Um, it would have like their tongues cut off. Like they would go through all this torture through this. And it, unfortunately for them, they really had no say in this situation because right. like, I couldn't do it if I wanted to. Like, I would love to have my life back. I would love to be able to go back to my village, but I can't do this for you. Right. Right. Because you can't, you have to be spiritually pure and have spiritual intentions. Absolutely.
0: For no. And that, that still happens in, in this, this day and era, you know what I mean? People are asked to perform or produce something that is actually only found in within a process that they have to go through in a pure sense. And when it's being requested for them to do it on, on demand, um, it's just not the same thing. You see that with musicians, right? Right. So you can use that analogy of like a studio just being like, I need you to, to do this better. And he's like, no, I can't really, I can't reproduce that because it's coming from a process that was pure at the time. Or I, I don't even know how I did it. You'll hear people say that because they don't actually know the study of it. So they'll be like, but I, I produced something great here. And I just can't do it again. Right. You know what I mean? I, it's it's one of those things where I feel like um, when I was doing some research and I was reading more about you know uh, Carl Jung, he always talks about the um, uh, the superb expression uh, of the universal symbol that is life. You know, like the real expression, the superb expression. Um, but uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, go on. Yeah,
1: no, I mean absolutely, man. That's a, that's exactly, and I like how you brought up that point about the musicians because you're right. It's you know once people kind of get paid and that that um, natural urge and that natural. Right. manifestation of those those creative principles sometimes get diminished. Now, there's some people who are just great artists and they kind of keep totally. it through. But you see it with athletes, too. You know, like, after the, sometimes they get these big contracts, oh, yeah. their production goes down because they stopped doing it for the love of the sport and yeah. that, that pattern, what they were making. Um, so, yeah, you can always kind of see the influence that kind of materialism kind of has on um, aspects. And, again, what these alchemists were really trying to do were just to focus and retrieve these universal principles of transformation on all levels of reality. So they were dealing with the thought, the emotion, the action, right? right? The spiritual, the um, mental, and the physical. And they, to make this transformation happen, they had to have an event on all all of these realms. So again, it's this alchemists were considered with changing their spiritual lead to gold. Um, So the lead of their personality into golden character. And the same approach was to change um, physical lead into gold. Um, So it's all about this operation. It's all about these kind of these seven steps that you kind of go through. I mean, one of the unique things about alchemy as we kind of start breaking into the subject is, You're in this alchemical process, whether you like it or not. It's kind of like Saturn's Returns. Like There's certain kind of rites of passage that you have to go through. And so what we're going to see with these seven stages of alchemy is a lot of people just play pinball between the the first two. Mm -hmm. And we stay in the stage of calcination. Um and dissolution, and Disolution. we just kind of pass back, back, um, back and forth. So it's really important to understand this process, so you can make this transformation happen. And the beautiful thing about alchemy that can never be missed is the first four steps of alchemy are based about the below, right? And that's this physical realm that we find ourselves in. The next three, um, the next two, are based with the above, and that's kind of and once you take that purified it. Purified elements, the four elements, and you've purified them, you go back above and you start working with the ether and the light elements. But that seventh step is so important because that's you bringing this information back to Middle Earth. Right. And that's the biggest process of the alchemist. You can't just live in the heavens. You can't just leave this this conscious experience behind because you have to come back and share the knowledge and help exactly. light other people's torches, and this is why we have prophets. So Jesus went through the seven stages, and on that seventh stage, he came back. Exactly. The same thing with the Buddha, the same thing with Allah. Like, this is what it's all about, yep. right? And that's, and that's going to be something that's so important that, again, was kind of sold to us in the new age movement of once you get into enlightenment, don't worry about this physical experience, but that's, that's not why we got incarnated. We got incarnated for a reason. And this is the great work. Um, and it is a challenge. It's very, very hard. It's very, very
0: demanding. Um, spiritual awakening needs, you know, um, spiritual maturity yeah you have to go through that yeah it's exactly i mean that's just the beginning dude you know and then it moves on to something
1: i love that so it's a spiritual awakening and then through this process it's almost that spiritual maturity maturity. and it's that birth of that divine child right Right. and you you almost recreate yourself dude yeah I, i love that aspect because that's exactly what we're kind of dealing with that spiritual maturity of coming back to earth and Bearing that burden, again, of these five-sense construct, but coming back with this enlightened individual so you can light the way for other individuals, right? right? Um, And that's what this whole thing is about, and it is a challenge. Like, this isn't going to be easy because it's the great work. It's why we are here. Like, apart from everything else in your life, becoming consciously aware and consciously connected to the universe and bringing that down and sharing love and the expansion of consciousness with other people— is why we are incarnated. That's why we're in this situation we're in. That's why we meet the challenges we really meet, you know? The trials and tribulations are really what um, are the chemicals that the alchemist uses to transfer that lead into gold, right? We're not in the laboratory messing around with a bunch of chemicals. We're using the experiences of life. We're putting them through distillation, coagulation, fermentation to find the essence of what that, that signature of the creator, and what we want to do is, we really want to purify that, get down to its purest essence, um, put all these aspects together, and then create the philosopher's stone, which we're really after, right? And again, this is, you know, why Harry Potter um, was written in seven books, right? And again, this is why people, you know, we live in a manifest. We live in such a material world. Where we have such a literal interpretation of everything. Again, this is why myth doesn't have the impact that it, it used to have on us because we lead, we read myths literally today. Right. You know, um, it doesn't have that aspect. But this is why there's so much intelligence that's left off to us. Like, this is why it's seven days of creation. Right. This is what that seven days of creation that what Genesis is trying to tell you there is the alchemical process. Now, if you read that in literal sense, you're like, oh god yeah. made the day in six days and then he rested on the seventh like what's that all about anyway that's not what it's about at all it's about right. this whole alchemical process uh, and the bible is an alchemical textbook yeah so you know that's going to be really really important to kind of look at too because the the bible really is encoded with numbers um it really is a big math problem so we're going to kind of see this really kind of developing out of that but um that whole seven days of creation is talking about this the seven step process of alchemy. So um again, you know, we've spoken about kind of the root word of alchemy before, but we should probably go back yeah. to it because it ties in with the history very well. Of course. So um alchemy, um, we kind of have two words here. So we have Al and then Kami. Yep. And that's gonna be come from kemet, which is ancient Egypt. So mm-hmm. again, we've spoken about this before, but Egyptians didn't call themselves Egyptians. That was actually the Greeks when they called them over. Um, they called the Egyptians because of um, Memphis, which was the capital at the time, but they would actually call themselves Cometians. Um, so this is really where we believe this information came from, alchemy, or where it originated from, or where we received this information from. Um, so it's, that's kind of what the ode is for the, the Kemet right there. But it's right. also in reference to that, that really dark, fertile soil that we were talking about mm-hmm. in the Nile. And remember, the Nile was so fertile that it gave enough food to create civilization as large as the one that we saw in Kemet or Egypt, right? The the most amazing civilization that we know of in human history happened very much because it was supported by that black substance of the Nile. So what that black, um, that really black, um, rich soil is also going to represent is this first chaotic matter of alchemy so it really represents that first the first step so because you, what you're doing in alchemy is you're really working with this this chaotic dark force taking it through this process of evolution taking it through this process of transformation and turning it into this this gold at the end of the process so that alchemy really is kind of referring to that first matter and this is the idea that all is matter all all, all that there's I shouldn't say always matter. That's that was misspoken. Everything is created from this first matter, or this first part, which is Um, this... Mysteria prima. Mysteria, exactly, primaria. So, and this is that first substance, right? Um, And then what we're going to use is we're going to use consciousness to kind of evolve this. But this is that signature that we can see in all things, in all of our thoughts, in all of our emotions, and also in our actions, in the physical environment that we find ourselves in. So, it really kind of talks about that first chaotic principle of alchemy that you work with. And then all is from... Um, But also Al is a name for God, A-L, right? This is why in Islam they worship Allah, right? So what we're really seeing here is it's almost the first matter of God. Right. So that's what you're kind of dealing with with alchemy. Um, And that's where that name kind of comes from, and it really gives ode to its Egyptian roots, because that's really where um, the earliest topic that we have this information from. And we don't know if it was... Discovered in Egypt, we don't know if it was a spiritual realization. We don't know if it's extraterrestrials. Like you can go on and on about that, um, but either way, it came from Thoth, right? Which is Hermes Trismegistus, which is right. Hermes in Greek, right? Mercury. Um, but Thoth was really created to this idea of he was like a scribe of the gods, and was almost communicated this information to us. So Thoth is created with alchemy, astrology, writing mathematics, um, and even the root word, if you think about where the word thought came from, it's rooted from thoth, mm-hmm. right? It's because you particularly Thoth taught us how to think and taught right. us the thought process, right? So um, that's really where the root of this is gonna go. But then again, it has this expansive energy that breaks out that we're going to see these principles again in india and china and then also alexandria alexandria for sure and now alexander the great was all about alchemy and you know one of the aspects one of these really famous documents for alchemy that's unfortunately missing at this point but we never know if we're going to kind of recover this is the emerald tablet and we'll do a whole podcast on the emerald tablet because really the emerald tablet is this, this really this like seven-line poem that gives you the entire alchemical operation within it. Uh, and it's really, really fascinating. And we're going to kind of break that down. But the, that's really what a lot of people will credit, that whole journey why he conquered the world was to try to find that alchemical um, manuscript, which was the Emerald Tablet, which was, I mean, historically, so many different historians have wrote about it, um, but it was this huge tablet hard that was actually like, either burnt in or printed deeply into emerald. Mm-hmm. And it's really this, like, they said it was, like, from another world kind of thing. Um Now, if this was a physical thing, there's a lot to say that it was a physical thing, because there's really um, well-known historians from that time period who claim right. they've seen it. Um, a lot of people prior to that claim they saw it, it disappeared right around the burning of Alexandria, which um, was a big library that had all these ancient texts. Um So... It's it's lifeline for it to disappear makes a little bit of sense um, with everything else, but this also could be an internal realization that could be an allegory, and this could just be more about the Emerald Tablet. That's in our it's almost like our perennial philosophy, and this code is internally encoded in us, right? So, um, so yeah, that's kind of where the roots of alchemy. But again, we're gonna see it. Go all over the world, Um, and even in native populations, they're going to have principles of alchemy. Now, they might speak about it in a little bit different terms, but they're still talking about this transformational change, taking this first matter, matter, this this evolution of consciousness, this evolution of material. Again, we always think we're new to these ideas. No, they just have
0: new words for it. Exactly. That's all it is, you know, talking about the ego, talking about the self, talking about... You know, inner transformation and the process of it. I mean, it's the understanding of psychology that I find fascinating because, like I said, Carl Jung, he he really did study his alchemy. And, and there's a few books that you can read about him that are, that are pretty well known out there that will kind of uh, illuminate or do a better job as um, rather than me describing it. So I recommend you looking that up. But it's important to know that this is where also tragedy lies in people's lives and the transformation that some people put themselves through Um, is because it's pushing you to evolve in that. In this, from the first um, stage to the stages that you must go through, sometimes either they're self-inflicted or life doesn't for you. And sometimes you meet people, and back to psychology, psychologists were trying to figure this out, why people felt such a way. And they would realize that um, they had to understand some things that were far beyond what we thought we knew within the human understanding of the self and people would talk about what they dreamt about. And even with their dreams, they would talk about symbols that they would see. Yeah. Um, uh, would are chemical symbols that they didn't learn themselves. So where is that coming from? How, how is it encoded in all of us? Um, so yeah, I think that whether, uh, the Emerald tablet or, um, the origins of alchemy, um, can kind of describe the process. We always feel that inner process happening, Mm -hmm. you know, at all times. And people always say, you know, they don't always say, but people used to say, which is an interesting thing. What's the meaning of life, right? You you either say it as an inner monologue, or you might say it to your friends, but like, that's just the beginning right there. So if you're going to ask the question, then you must go through the process that will take you to the answer and then have you bring the answer back, you know? So, uh, Yeah, I mean, it lies in in everything, you know, once you start to really take it apart or at least understand that you're like, oh my God, this isn't everything, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, and I love how you brought up the idea of the dream state, because the dream dream state for alchemists, I mean, really all spiritual principles and mystery schools was really, really important, you know? They saw this as, again, kind of a communication from the above to... That you could have a a lot of realizations that can kind of come through in that dream state, right? Right. A lot of huge scientists, even like um, modern scientists, material scientists, have had their breakthroughs from like a nap and they wake up and all of a sudden Einstein, Einstein, right? With E equals MC squared, right? The theory of relativity. relativity Yeah.
0: CC literally would tell people. I can't explain how it was like put into my mind. Yeah. It's like, I just, it just happened. Like, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Right. And that's, and Tesla has a lot of um, written documents talking about that's how he was able to pull stuff up to his subconscious. Right. Because again, you know, there's that, perennial philosophy. And remember, we were kind of talking about it when it was meditation, um, how you're really not like closing down your thoughts. What you're trying to do is create that large thought to kind of come up and make itself apparent so you can become consciously aware of it. Um, but the dream state, I think, plays such an imp- important role, um, especially if we're ignoring the steps right. of alchemy. I yes. think that's a great way for the universe to kind of connect to you, but so the, glad you said that. Right, and the, but the waking state and the dream state are two modes of consciousness. So, just again, consciousness is what was real. This is the only thing that's real to the alchemist. So, if you have consciousness in sleep, and you, it's the same importance as the consciousness in waking life. Um, and they really, they really held that at a uh, a very very high level. And again, we saw that with Carl Jung because, you know, Carl Jung is one of those individuals who found out about alchemy and then very objectively didn't just buy into it. He was just like, well, I'm going to see if this is true. Like I'm reading about these universal symbols. So he starts showing them to all of his patients and they're like, yeah. And then he's asking them to draw stuff and they're starting to draw these alchemical symbols. And then he's really starting to do a lot of work with dreams and he's about, he's starting to see that, you know, these two people, even though they're so different on the economic scale, so different on the social scale, they're having similar images in their dreams. Now, their dreams don't mean the same exact things, but these images that we see. um, And again, this whole alchemy, one of the beauty thing about it is it's all about symbols, right? Alchemy was probably created prior to written language when we actually... Really, could articulate really deep thoughts, and it was almost above written language because right. it's this language of symbols. And again, you know, there's there's all this limiting stuff actually when you have written language because symbolism. There's so much to it. And again, the logo of Know Thyself—that is the alchemical sun. People dream that sun. Um, so when you see it, it might not be the first time you saw it. Like I know. That's what pulled me to the secret teachings of all ages by manly right. like Hall. I was going through my own stages of being stuck between um, calcination and dissolution, right? I was, right. A bit, I was in these first two stages of alchemy. I was going through this really traumatic event in my life and something pulled me into like Barnes and Noble, which I would never step foot in, right? I would never go to a Barnes and Noble. Something pulled me in there and it took me right to that bookshelf. And I remember I slid it open and it, there's an alchemical, alchemical mandala on the reader's edition, which is the softback one. And I immediately was like, I've, I've seen this before. Right. This isn't the first time I've seen this before. And this this feeling of like, just like universal love. And I just lost my best friend to a tragic accident I was poor. <laughs> I was broke. Like I didn't have the twenty seven dollars for this book, but I bought it anyways. I think I like overdrafted my account to make it happen. Uh and like for some reason my card worked. Like it overdrafted me. I'm sure I had to pay a stupid bake fee for it, but usually it blocks you. Right. But for some reason the universe was just like, nah, I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was awesome
0: because that's that's the book that really kind of started my journey. Um it's important to to highlight that moment because that's what'll hap- that'll happen to all of us. Yes. It'll happen to each and one of us and it's important to recognize it. Sometimes you don't, you know what I mean? You yep. stay in between, like you were saying in the beginning and the second process and people either just blame, right? So they don't want to like move forward. They just blame that this is happening to me and this is not how it's supposed to yeah. be happening to me. Therefore, there's no evolution that takes place. And you'll see people stay stuck in that state for for a very long time, right? You know oh, they can I mean? say their whole life. there, Or they can be like you and just say, hey- I'm I mean, poor. I have what I have, but I'm gonna get what I need yeah. because I'm not fighting that. And yeah, I felt that way about many of the books I've either read or encountered. It's like either they're gifts when they that I just did not expect I would receive, or there there was like some kind of magnetic you know force right. that's like, oh, I need to go here yeah. and see what this is about. Yeah. Um. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. Isn't that isn't that kind of funny? Like great books and great art pieces, you don't find them; they find you. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? It's true. Yeah. That's so true, man. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, I'm, um, I'm all off topic today, but that's okay. We, we kind of knew that this was going to be no, this I kind of conversation. No, I think you're on topic. You
0: know, we're talking about – we say we talk about the introduction with the origin. Okay. And then we're already kind of describing all the seven steps. And we'll go back and, and go into depth with each, yeah. of, each of them as these episodes unfold. We'll go into stories about how we can relate it personally right. as we as the people talking on this podcast will give you yeah. at least – one Story from Daniel, a story from me uh, of this process, and the process we're still going through. It's not like I'm out of it, I'm like, well, let me tell you how it's done. It's like, no right. way, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Um, everyone is, is subjected to this, and it's going to be either very rough or very challenging, you know, either way. Um,
1: well, like we know too, once you complete it, you just get to the next octave and you start again, you start, you all know over what again? I mean, and yeah. that's what it's all about. And it's really about kind of climbing that ladder, but again, this. The one thing we really wanted to kind of talk about today was just that that first matter in the beginning of the work, and this is really that first matter is really when mind penetrates matter right right, and this is why um and again, we really need to kind of go into the creation story of what these hermetics believe and what these alchemists believe, but really, what they believe the creation of our reality came from uh universal energy, you know thinking. Thinking its thoughts, reflecting on itself, Mm. and that was from that chaotic, and that's what the light was. That first thought was its light, and that's the light that spread over. Um, Because, like, even in the Bible, it talks about it was darkness prior to light, and they really believe that this is the the first thoughts, the reflection of the creator on himself to be like to kind of manifest this idea to experience consciousness, and that's what we are participating in is the creator's urge to experience consciousness and that's why we had every aspect of consciousness and that's why we've had to go through every level that's why we didn't just come out with the internet and moving cars like we had to go through the stone we had right. to go through all these aspects and again like you know what's going on in other universes and other galaxies like we don't know like but this consciousness is much deeper than we can ever imagine right and it's it's one of those things that like even even thinking about it and having a thought about it limits how the potential of it right because again you know, this universal energy is is not only the box you put it in, it's the box and all the space around that right. box. So once you even try to think about what that is, right? Um, but really, we're, we're dealing with this this chaotic principle that refers to in our alchemy is the dark spots within our own minds and souls. Um, and it's kind of that dark first matter and all material expression. And really, how do we transform this into gold, right? Because lead is going to be everywhere. And Again, eventually we're going to get to that spot, but we can aid universal consciousness in this evolution, and that's right. you know that's what we kind of already talked about the uh the role of the white magician. The role of the white right magician is not to acquire material things, it's not to get power over people or manipulate people. it's to aid in the assistance of the evolution of consciousness.
0: Yes, which is what I hope we're doing here today, even you know like let's, right. like, let's make sure that we share this information to make sure we can all. Um, better be ready for the, the, the transmutation, you know, the real spiritual change that, um, that matters versus the one that's been sold to most people, or at least they think they should be following. It's like, no, you know, right? That's not that easy. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah.
1: no, absolutely. And you don't want, and also one thing we kind of want to approach about alchemy is alchemy is that unifying, it's not only the universal thread, between all the sciences but this is actually the universal thread between science and religion that was lost and once right. those became opposing forces they both started having nefarious ends right, right? so we've seen where religions come since it's dis- disconnected from science right it's got no logical understanding everything's very um or it's it's almost like too logical but then it's not logical at all you know what i mean there's right. no interpretation into the deeper meanings of their studies
0: or um yeah no no no. keep going oh my, you just so daniel just pause because i just made a look but that's something that i wanted to bring up was the interpretation and how that's been lost mm-hmm. like that is something that i have always been so fascinated with when it comes to you know even esoteric material that you'll see or the the esoteric art we'll just say that and if no one has the means or not the means but the the know-how to explain what's actually happening there, you know, so much is being missed. And that's much like what is happening in life when religion separated from science, mm-hmm. or at least the idea of what, this symbolisms, what these symbolisms were yeah. and what they meant. It's just crazy. I, I just, I'm sorry, you struck a note there because I was like, oh man, I really want to talk about that. But that's exactly right. You're absolutely yeah. right.
1: Yeah. And so what we're going to have with religion is it looses its... It's applicable references. It loses right. its its fundamentals. Like we, we start seeing the seven right. days of creation as this guy with a beard who's like almost playing with toys, right? right. And we lose the whole essence of what the, yep. the science behind it, which is the universal practice. But then on the same flip side, exactly. science is just as affected, right? Because now science is all about well, wh- how much money can this invention make me? Rather, is is this gonna be good for humanity? Is this gonna be good for the evolution of consciousness, right? Alchemists could probably invent insane bombs, right? but they didn't do it because this was going to not advance consciousness, okay? Exactly. And we don't have that with science anymore. You know, like they, science has no ethical or moral, standings everything, everything's equal to them. So if it's all equal in the name of the almighty dollar. So again, we'll create GMOs that are going to give people cancers because this is what's going to um pay that person's salary. And they justify it as like, oh, I was just making a living. Right. Like you hear I met a lawyer once who worked for I think it was a GMO. I think it was Monsanto. And he was a really nice guy. I mean obviously was out of my tax bracket. And I remember he, you know, he told me he was a lawyer and I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, law and stuff. So you obviously are great at orienting. You probably know the English language really strongly. So I was kind of more fascinated on that. And then it came up with about Monsanto and he kind of like whispered it. And I was just like, oh, you're a lawyer from Monsanto. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a paycheck. And you're like "A, a paycheck. Like, right. You're using your God given skill to put farmers out of business, give cancer to children. Right. Um, but you're justifying it from this paycheck. So again, when religion moved away from science, it got very um, diluted and kind of big headed. Science did the same thing. It lost its connection to natural law, which is saying that you know there's a moral universal code that you have to upheld. And to do this is what's going to create freedom. And if we don't do right. this, this is what's going to create tyranny Um, fascism, communism, all those, all that junk, right? So, again, that bar of um religion and science were although they're kind of polar opposites, they were on the same bar. So, as you learned about one, the other would rise up, right? And now it's two completing forces. And you talk to most religious people today and they deny a lot of modern science, and a lot of modern science. You know, it's kind of funny cuz modern science is not as advanced as they think they are obviously cuz they're just catching up to uh the alchemists now, but there's a lot of stuff we do in science today that if it doesn't fit the agenda and it doesn't fit what's accepted, people just push it away, right? Like um like you know, you get you hear modern science talk about like like solar panels and wind energy, right? right as alternative energy. That's fine, but like Tesla showed us we could just stick a rod into the earth and right. we could have a universal wireless energy. We don't have to destroy the environment with this wind energy. Solar energy really isn't that beneficial. You know, so like we're not even in modern science, we're not even holding up to the scientific method because yeah. we're playing rules. It's, you know, they get funding from these corporations. That's how you get grants. These universities are living off of these grants. So science isn't even, it's a facade of what it once was. Right. So, um, and right, religion's they, a facade, too, because they lost that moral they lost their moral compass, and then religion didn't lose so much their I mean, they did lose their moral compass um but they um they just kind of lost sight of universal
0: law that's what I was you know more alluding to is that whether it's science, whether it's religion, you know the first step. And, and alchemy, as calcination would say, you know, has to deal with the breakdown of of what you are and what you represent and what gets in your own way of your happiness. And if you don't do that, well, then and you're stuck in that mode, you know, it's just so self-destructive and we're just going to keep seeing it, you know, manifest before our eyes, which is what's happening right now with, say, like, and I don't want to get all political, but I'm just going to talking about, like, say, lithium itself. Lithium, right? The Lithium is a material that still has to be um, extracted from the earth, which is something that we think we're getting away from, but we're just going from one energy source to another energy source, but it's the same agenda. So it's going through the same funnel and it's like, no, 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 no. You need to like undo that process and do it the right way. Um, not find another way that is within the same awful, you know, process anyways. But, but, but people, it's an interesting thing that we're all going through is that once you separate, whether, you know, it's in your lifetime or someone that, you know, is, is, you know, going through this, um, they, they wonder why did it take so long? And it's always a good question. Is like, why did it take so long to see it this way, you know? And, uh, and I feel like that's happening right now is that it's happening faster, which is something you should be proud of. I think it's like most people want to talk about the low of life right now and it is difficult, but the beauty, the beauty in life right now is more and more, uh, people have, Really realize what it means to call each other brothers and sisters. Now they're like, oh, we're all within this matrix, mm-hmm. and so this doesn't make sense, and this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. Well, while like say lobbyists and people who are funding these terrible ideas which sure. are just like, wait, we exactly, they're just like, oh, they are smelling our gases yeah. now, and it's like, well, yeah, because you stink, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, I agree one hundred percent. So yeah. no, um, that's so
1: that is true, man. I I think that's uh, you know I do think we are. Um, Waking up, um, you know, hopefully we wake up faster and most right. of us turn online, you know, because I do think we're, um, the clock is striking midnight, Cinderella, yeah. you know what I mean? And the uh, the pretty garments are disappearing, right? So it's really important that we, you know, get through that facade, learn that that's not what this experience is all about. But um, I do think it would be a great. I mean, I love where this conversation went, man. And again, like we said, this this whole alchemical conversation is going to kind of continue, I think it'll be important, though, just so we kind of have it set up for next time, um, to kind of just really briefly just, like, look at the seven steps of alchemy, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: because I know we're going back and forth, like, we know what we're wanting to talk about, but, you know, um, I, I can only assume that, you know, not everybody knows this but maybe everybody does and i'm the only one that doesn't know enough about it so right. um but yeah i agree we should definitely like do a right proper breakdown um before we go on tangents that i just want to go no on i love them you. i
1: love them no they're the best man <laughs> they're the best um but i one of the reasons we did it is because you did bring up a good point because that first step i um, mean what we're going to kind of see in the seven steps of the alchemy is the first step is the first four steps are going to deal with um really the five sense reality right um, that we live in and this, this construct that we kind of find ourselves in and it's going to deal with the four elements. Mm-hmm. So calcination is that first step of the alchemical process. And this is going to be eluded by fire. Right. Right. And this really is going to be the heating up of substance in the crucible. Um, and what you're really doing is you're burning away the dross. You're burning right. away all the, that lower ego, mm-hmm. right? You're, um, fragments of your personality that are disgusting your really this is uh, yeah
0: so i was gonna say your self-sabotaging behavior exactly and all that. yeah
1: that's a great way to look at your self-sabotaging behaviors because that kind of encompasses all of those aspects so in calcination you're really dealing with the um object the um that objective consciousness, that consciousness that you're aware of, that like 15 to 20% of your brain that you're aware of, you're not really dealing with the subconscious and calcination. You're really trying to burn away what you can actually physically see. Like you said, these like self-defeating attitudes. Um, this is going to be that lowercase ego. This is going to be kind of, um, you know, just like that whole idea of, um, you know, kind of just given some self-evaluation and just really just it's a it's a a calcination can actually be like a natural humbling process right um from all the trials and tribulations of your life and a lot of people stay in this phase of calcination and that's what it's considered burning in hell because you are you're stuck you're still in that lead point and you're not releasing the lead so the lead holds you down and you just stay in this fire. So what you're really at this point is trying to do in this first stage is you're trying to burn off the, levy, the lead, the heavy material aspects of yourself that you've created through this whole personality that you've kind of formed. And again, you're trying to create that character at the end of this, but a lot of people burn in their own hell because they don't let go of the lead. And that's what this is all about. And that's actually what you kind of get to the alchemist was working to burn away all the dross, So you would get this like white fine substance. Right? And that's kind of where that fire comes from. So this is, you're really dealing with the planet Saturn at this point, um, the metal lead, um, and this is like the root chakra. Uh, and what you're really dealing is this is a that material, hard five-sense reality, and you're trying mm-hmm. to burn that away to pull away the, the, the essences of God, that signature of God that's going to be in all these steps and all these processes. But you're really trying to burn that away. Does that make sense? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of that first step. So calcination, again, we're working with fire, and these first four steps are really going to be with the elements. And that second step, and these are those steps that we talked about that most people kind of just bounce and play pinball between, and this is going to be dissolution. And dissolution is really going to um, be dissolving those ashes that we got from calcination in water. So this is going to represent, obviously, water. And this is going to be where that first one was kind of directed attention given to the conscious mind. This is going to be more... Like giving into the subconscious mind, correct? Right.
0: Yeah, right. This is what I was talking about the uh, the beginning of spiritual maturity, you yeah. know, and like what what it means to even be awakened, you know, like how it begins and and what it takes, you know, um, the transfer, to, the transformation, uh, you know, brought by the whatever uh, misfortune it was that you know occurred to you or, or happened to people around you,
1: right. Right, yeah. And this is a perfect time for, um, it's kind of this unconscious unconscious process, because again, calcination is very much a conscious, direct thinking process, right. right? You're really shooting your consciousness out of this. This is an unconscious process in which our conscious minds surrender control to allow the surfacing of buried material, okay? This is really what Carl the Youngs talk about with shadow work. Mm-hmm. This is like kind of those first steps. So it's an yep. opening of like floodgates, um, from all the water that you've held back, which is that emotional energy, the traumas, the trauma, yeah. even the stuff we're not even aware of, right? right. Uh, and this is, really, um, this is really going to kind of give us, going through this, we're really going to kind of get um, a feeling of everything we've ignored or kind of rejected in our life. This is also going to kind of give allude to some of the habits that maybe we've formed that we don't really know where they came from. And it's kind of, again, you're working with that subconscious mind, so a lot could kind of come up in here um, but when you kind of go through this process, calcination is kind of this lightening of the load process, right? because right. you're getting rid of the lead. This is really what you do is you kind of reconnect the waters to spirit, so you can kind of get this deep feeling of connection to deeper energies um and a recognition of real things that have come from within, right kind of like an turning understanding. so this is um this is really good for vitality and reproduction um and this is gonna be the female side of the, um, the aspect So that conscious male side is gonna be that calcination. And then this is gonna be really the covering, again, of that sacred feminine. And this is ruled by p- the planet Jupiter, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be the tin, right? And it's going to be, so that's gonna be the metal that it's kind of representing. Again, we're moving from lead to gold. So we're right. from lead to tin, right? Um, and then that's kind of that process. And again, this dissolution process, A lot of us get stuck in the calculation and the dissolution, and because we're not instructed on what these processes are, we stay there, right? right? Um, And so that's kind of where we're kind of going from. So we've we've burnt up that false ego and the calcination, tried to burn away all that lead and that heavy stuff, right? And then we kind of rise up out of that situation, and we take that finer substance and we kind of submerge it into water which is that sacred feminine that subconscious yeah. aspect of ourselves so that's going to bring us to the third stage of separation
0: exactly right yep yep which is like you know where our thoughts will end up um being more defined right yeah so we'll understand why we're feeling the way we're feeling how we can separate our emotions and how we can isolate like what the actual cause of the, the that is you know what i right. mean right which we always um uh, mention on this podcast you know um the causality the causality um but becoming aware of uh, of what these like authentic feelings are you know um and for ourselves
1: right yeah absolutely man i think that's a good one kind of becoming reaware really of maybe some of the stuff we left behind through right. the process of um kind of where we've been um so yeah this is really kind of a filtration and a discarding process of anything that's ungenuine and unworthy material Okay, so really, now we're kind of going through everything that that fine powder that we created in calcination. We've dissolved it in water, and now we're filtering it through this water um, in this aspect to um, try to um, kind of clear that energy out. and it's this this whole filter racing process, which is very important because this is really going to help us rediscover the essence and kind of reclaim the dream and that visionary gold um, mm-hmm. that was previously kind of rejected and forgot about in the rational adult mind, right? right? This is like re- kind of reconnecting to that childhood gold of like, I can be anything and I have an imagination, right? So this is a very, very important process because again, you're filtering out all the um, like the, the things that we were taught by like, you know, indoctrination. Right. Right. So this is really an important aspect of this. And this is also is a letting go of self-inflicted restraints to our true nature, nature. So we can kind of shine through the separation. So, um, yeah, we want to,
0: I like that you talked about the indoctrination though, um, to remind people like those are the false steps. Right. To enlightenment, you know, yeah, which is why they won't work when you start to climb these ladders they put in front of you, they realize it lead to nowhere, right? Um, but yeah, that's 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 funny you bring that up. Um, go on,
1: yeah, no, and that's good, man, because you're right. Because what that's going to do is it's going to give you the energy to start climbing your own ladder, because right. really, what separation is also going to do is it's it kind of re you know, you kind of burnt away that false will and what you were kind of falsely chasing and those false emotions that you were chasing. So what this does is it really develops the personal will again, and we kind of get a get a, um, a new breath of independence, and we can kind of confront issues face-to-face, and now we can kind of digest that life face-to-face force without hiding. So we reclaim power with confidence, and we learn to kind of work with this life force that we're putting through this alchemical experience, and we're starting right. to see it in things. Um, so this is really um, the aspect of air. Okay, because we are, we're kind of separating things and separating that aspect, Mm -hmm. and we're really kind of um, making that happen. Okay, so now we've done fire, water, um, air, air, and so what we're going to kind of do now is this fourth step, um, and again, this third step is going to be ruled by Mars um, and the metal iron, and again, iron is going to kind of be that... Again that that it's what weapons are made of, so you're filtering through so you're cutting off the fat yeah. right you're actually putting it through like a an iron grate, so just the pure essence can kind of make their way yeah. through almost the finer substances and this thick lard of life that you've kind of been carrying around um that was kind of fell off into calcination process and burn through the water and distillation, the remainder of it's going to get filtered out in this process. And again, all this stuff is stuff we carry, so we have to, these first four processes are all about getting rid of all the dross and the junk from this earth experience that we've identified with um, since we've kind of lost that childhood essence, right? So, um, this fourth stage, and this is going to finalize the elements for us, this is the last stage that happens in the below, okay? Um, Because... As above, so below. So we're working our way from the below and get making our way to the above. Um, and where we kind of stay is on Middle Earth, right? Lord of the Rings. Right. We're right in the Middle Earth, so we're right in between. But this conjunction is, um, is what? What did you have for re- conjunction?
0: Oh, uh, for conjunction. Um, well, the I would say, yeah, I was going to say because of the elements you were talking about. I don't want to like skip over. If you oh, we want to talk about element. Earth. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about you know being grounded in earth. You know, we we'll right. definitely um, have that introspection or the solid the being solid. You know, uh-huh. uh, having solid ground. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we separate feelings and thoughts, and then the conjunction will provide us the inner space. You know, like the simmering, as they might say. You know, the right. that is required for us to truly and honestly accept all the parts of our. Our true self, our authentic self. That's what I was gonna say.
1: Perfect, man. So that's exactly what we've done through these first three steps. We've we've isolated the parts of the true self. Right. We've cleaned the parts of our true self. Right. Um, we filtered the parts of our true self. And now this this stage of conjunction uh is the recombination of those saved elements um into a new substance. So it's the empowerment of our true selves. Um, this is the union of both the masculine and the feminine sides of our personalities. This is that alchemical marriage yeah. connecting that left side of the brain and that right side of the brain, right? Because we have both of these principles within us um, and creating a new belief system and a new intuitive state of consciousness. Right. So they the alchemists referred to this as the lesser stone. And this is where you're going to see a lot of new age and even older, um, not advanced spiritual systems. This is where you stop, Because this is really where, if somebody's made it to this stage, they are those individuals that can walk into a room and are just very confident. You're attracted to them. um, And they have that energy, right? And I'm not saying anything against those people, because that's awesome that they made it there, because that's a life worth to get there. Um, But there's still more steps. And that's why alchemy is going to be so important, because alchemy is going to be like, no, 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 you're not done. Where this is where most people are like, oh, man, I'm woke. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you might be, but... um, there's still more you have to do. Like, it's not just about being like, these people are probably great manifestors. These people are probably great at conversation. These are the people that when like, they look at you, they can like, you almost feel like they see right through you kind of thing. Like they can be penetrating because they don't know how to use this penetrating life force. Right. Um, So this is kind of considered the lesser stone. Um, And this is really the adept at this time is really able to like discern the needs to be, um, what needs to be done to kind of have lasting enlightenment, especially within their own physical life. So there usually, uh, there is like this, um, it's almost like a stepping point to really connecting with that over self, but a lot of people just kind of stop right there. But again, this is going to be representing um, earth and it's really that the feelings of coming together and the satisfaction from the union of formally opposing and divisive forces within. So the male and female are usually at war within themselves. And now they've come together and there's a marriage and that's sacred alchemical marriage. And again, they want us to be at war with ourselves because that's how they control us. So it's always the left side of the brain controls the right side of the brain, right? And we're kind of talk about more how mind control works, but that's how it does. Yeah. So this is very much a loving um, situation. So this is ruled by the planet Venus and the metal copper because this is the this is what you call the alchemical marriage, and this is going to complete the process of the below. So now we are going to move to the above, and this is really where um, the alchemical process gets put into motion. Um, and this is where we're going to have, um, fermentation, right? And this is that first step, right? So this is that first step. And this is the introduction of new life into the product that conjunction has created it to strengthen it and ensure its survival. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, the rebirth, the rebirth beginning, um, the beginning of process of rebirth. Um, you know, I know it's been, uh, uh, you know, the first four stages that we talked about involve working on the aspects of the, like the old personality. But in this stage uh, with the fermentation, um, it's more of the um, refined, right. refined version of ourselves. Right. That's what I was looking for. Right. Um, but Yeah
1: yeah and this is and this is really the stage that you're dealing with the above so you're not really looking at introspection now it's how do i connect to the higher self because you have kind of completed yourself through that union at this point so this is again it's that putrefaction of the true child that we're going to have that rebirth on this is again why in um 2001 space odyssey he's a reborn as a little boy at right. the end this is that rebirth of that child okay um so we really are going to start to see this death and this resurrection of this new level of being. Um, and what we're going to see is this, um, this fermentation. And that's what fermentation is. It's the dying and then the recreating of life, right? right. This is what the alchemist would call um, the peacock's tail. And this is like why the embassy logo uses that. And this, they would say that they would actually perceive this peacock's tail at this time. And that's actually where that kind of came from. So fermentation is really like this time for really intense prayer, um, a desire for mystical union. So you're going to take your ability to manifest um, and create— um, and become a creator. And what you're going to do is you're going to use that manifestation now for mystical union. And that's what you really want to attract. You're trying to attract, how do I get closer to the highest self? How do I get closer right. to Christ consciousness? Um, and you're going to utilize these these manifesting skills at this time period to make that happen. And again, this is something that is is lost in a lot of um, spiritual studies because they they overlook this and they use this as a time for just creation of um, um, physical things. So this is really going to be, again, a breakdown of the personality even further. Um, deep meditation. This is a great time for like the use of shamanistic drugs um, because you're really open to to make that connection to the above, All right? Because right? you can take these shamanistic drugs, but if you're not ready for it, it's just going to smack you in the face and say, start again. You know what I mean? So this is really, it's a, a time for the open yourself up for the union with the divine power. So you've already had the marriage within yourself. Now you want to make the full divine union with universal consciousness. And this is ruled by the planet Mercury in um, the metal Quicksilver. Um, and so we're making our way through, that's the fifth step. And then the sixth step is going to be that distillation, um, which is kind of that boiling and that condensation of that fermented solution, right?
0: Yes. Okay. I mean, the, the purification, man. Yeah. 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 Um, the purification is something that I, man, it's, it's so interesting to read more into it, but really just making peace with yourself, a daily
1: meditation
0: Uh of like having inner peace and, and being able to do that and apply it to even like the most of mundane things that are occurring in our lives. Right. Right. Um, really, um, we've already repeated, you know, dying and being reborn, uh, with that whole fermentation, you know, uh, but now moving into this, um, the self-realization part, you know, the, the enlightenment, like really understanding what this purification is, um, and what, why it's called a purification, you know, and, um, yeah, yeah, very important step here.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. And again, it's that purification of that new unborn higher self. Um, this is when we realize what we truly can mm-hmm. be. And it's during distillation that this feeling is, um, actually, of us actually working with universal forces that we know to be real through the process of an operation of alchemy that we just went through. So we can actually verify the trueness and the realness of these energies that we're working with. It's really this selfless action to work with the higher self um, and really kind of attach your lowercase will to the higher will of the universe. Um, And this is really um, an aspect of, um, getting through um, to those higher steps. And this is represented by the moon. Um, and this is really the last stage in the above, right. because then the seventh state is gonna be coagulation. Right. And that's going to be um, really the precipitation of this purified, fermented um, aspect of ourself that we went through, the spiritual process in the above from distillation. Um, and it's bringing that down, bringing that second body of golden light down to be in your permanent vehicle of your consciousness. Um, and this is really the highest aspirations and evolution of mind, capital M, right? The right. mind of the universe. Right. So this is really the releasing of the um, ultima materia of the soul, which the alchemists refer to the greater or the philosopher's stone. So yep. this is the accumulation of the philosopher's stone. It's the astral body. This is the astral body. I am what I am. This is taking the astral body and right. connecting it with your physical body, right? Because right. we have an astral body, but it's do you connect with it? And this is the process that you kind of go through. Um, this is the actualization. The actualization of the true self. the clear out of the blockages of the levels of energy, um, and this is really so you can kind of resonate. Um, and that pineal sun, that really the coming online comes fully in at this aspect. And again, this is represented by the planet sun and the metal gold. Yeah. Um, and this is the alchemical gold that we're going through. And this was the same process that the physical alchemists were putting stuff through, but they had to go through this process themselves at the same time to actually accomplish that physical gold.
0: Right. 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 This is the atonement. This is the atonement. At one Meant. At one mind. Yep. You know, At one God. mind. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And yeah. Then, right. Yeah. And then um, oh, I just love talking about this, dude. I have so much I want to bring up.
1: It's it's an endless subject. And again, today is just an introduction and we're really gonna um look into the seven parts. Cause we just that was such a that was a laughing breeze through of the seven steps right so right. we're going to really break down those seven steps and then i'm excited on that time we're going to kind of share you know where we've kind of been able to perceive um where we've seen those aspects and especially like the aspects of like calcination and dissolution I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I made it through the whole alchemical process because like, I still have so much I need to work on in myself. Um, But again, it's that, it's that journey that we're really happy to be on. It's that great work. Um, But breaking that down, we need to look at the Emerald tablet because that's really the code that people were able to decipher this information from Um, going back into history too. And looking at um, the history of alchemy and like when it was brought into Egypt and like, how um akhenaten who was actually the father of king tut really kind of brought this information in and he actually started establishing a new religion which was based off of these principles mm-hmm. and he started worshipping um aten which is the solar disk or the sun right. which was the goal of alchemy right and he actually did all this stuff and was actually um what we believe was actually murdered by the priest of Amen because he was the the previous god that was um that they kind of worshipped and that was more of a god of materialism and war um, and that's still championed today. Like in Christianity, when you're done praying, you say amen, and you're praying right. to this Egyptian god of materialism. Um, so again, the the consequences and the effects of this alchemical process and how much it shaped Western culture and Eastern right. culture, um, and just how beautiful the alchemical subject is and how misunderstood it is. Again, it's it's the process of self-purification, um, in alignment to the highest will and the highest good, and the expansion of love and has little to nothing to do with physical bling bling right, right,
0: right, so yep, and that's like why I mean, if you will ever question the suffering in this world is no one has really properly introduced or reintroduced the idea of what the process of. Getting through the stages means and how to keep evolving and, and like as Daniel was talking about, keeping ourselves in the first two stages for most of our lives until pretty much the end of our life. If we're so lucky, we'll end up letting it all happen at once, which is yeah. you know, uh, it's great. It's good to have a moment of clarity, but you know, while we're young and while we're strong and while the clock is ticking, you know, we need to take this information and share it with others. Um far beyond whatever think they think is the, the limit, you know, those first four stages we talked about. It's so true to remember that people are kind of stuck in the fourth. And as Daniel said, it's great that you reach that moment in your life, but it goes far beyond that. And they've sold us on how to just get to that fourth stage. Yes. So you're slave to to, well, not to just time, the time you spend trying to chase that, but also to a false like, um, Not a false step, a necessary step, but not the end-all, be-all step. So it's very interesting. Setting up your
1: tent on the mountain of enlightenment. And that's kind of what that is. It's that setting up that tent. Um, And you bring out a great point, man, because that that calcination and that dissolution, being stuck in that you also see the effects of that in the aggregate. And we right. see that in the pain and the suffering of this world. Mm-hmm. And that's because you globally were stuck in the stages right. of calcination and dissolution. So it's so important. And you, know, you bring up that point too of why it's so important to do this work when we're young. And it is because we see that we are creators in this reality. So if we wait until our deathbed and say, you are blessed to have this this a moment of clarity on your deathbed which i don't think is guaranteed i don't think death is just um you get this award of understanding the world i think you can go into the next life just as confused whatever that next life entails um so i really do kind of feel like it's at work but even if you did have that moment of clarity on your deathbed you're going to feel very upset that you didn't evolve consciousness when you were here right. because that's what it's all about it's all about the evolution of consciousness it's all about lighting your torch and then making sure your loved ones and Everybody around you, because once you really realize what love is, you realize you love everybody and you're lighting all their torches as well, Exactly. you know, and as you, as you light their torch, your flame gets bigger, right? It's never, it never has to get smaller, which is a beautiful thing about intelligence, which is a beautiful thing, thing about love. Um, it never has to, you never have to limit it when you pass it on. If anything, it gets a stronger
0: bond. Exactly. Right. Unless you live in fear, which is um, what we talked about last unless week.
1: Unless we talked about last week, yeah. living in fear, um, and again, we it's going to be so, so important to utilize this alchemical process because just like listen to those first four steps. There's a lot of scary stuff that probably happens in that. So yeah. try to recognize where you are and try to really see yourself on this um, conscious evolution map. And that's all alchemy really is. It's kind of like a map for the evolution of consciousness exactly. that you can kind of track yourself on. And it's this process that every aspect of um, reality goes through whether it's physical mental or spiritual um so you see this evolution and you can see it play out so you can see the evolution from the caterpillar to the butterfly so don't get so scared when you're going into the cocoon because if you go through this process and you stick with the process um you'll come out and you'll have a higher perspective and you'll be fly as shit (laughs)
0: I love it, man. I love it. And I'm so excited for what's to come because of this introduction um, that we did today. So now we'll be able to really take another new leap into the new conversations we'll have, even breakdowns of movies and pop cultures. We mentioned from the very beginning, I think we've always been eager to talk about music and talk about, you know, allegories and movies. And we bring them up, um, you know, here and there. But now we can actually keep going back to a place where we can explain why it makes or why it has its effects on us, you know what I mean? And then you'll yeah. find it right there, then as clear as day, like, oh, this is why I can relate to this. Right, you know? right,
1: yeah, no, absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, and you bring up a good point there because um, we do want to apologize. The uh, We didn't get a patron video out last week with the holiday in America. We were all doing a lot of traveling and spending time with family, but one of the very cool things that's going to be on the patron, as well as we're going to put them onto the um, Know Thyself website is, is now that we've kind of started talking about this and we broke it down the seven steps, we really can start breaking down these alchemical mandalas, which are really, really great and fantastic. Um, and they're just beautiful in themselves. So we're going to kind of work on that as well. Um, and we've got some kind of fun and exciting stuff planned for, um, for all aspects of this organization. You know, we've, um, we've been able to kind of connect with our own community, um, so we're really going to um, start like utilizing that. We know some really great artist um, who's also a really well versed student of the esoteric and the occult. Who's going to start writing some blog posts for us? Which nice. is another Eddie, yes. right? Yes. So this Eddie. is Eduardo. We'll call him Eddie V. Um, really, really um, talented artist. Um, and he's also kind of running the Instagram too. So some of the people that direct message us, um, now you can kind of chat with him. He's going to help us out with that as well, and you can kind of see his influence on the post because he's got some great stuff. And then our great friend Johnny is um going to start probably doing some herbal conversations yeah. with us too because he's a master herbalist. So you know just how we can kind of uh stay healthy and stay conscious and just um just get ready to beat up some social engineers with love. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love all of it. Um, Well, I have nothing more to add, man. So that being said. Until next time. Until next time.